Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jake Hirschman, and excited for episode four with Ronnie Burton. Uh, uh, We took a little hiatus uh, due to some technical difficulties, as we are all experiencing in this world of of technology nowadays, even more so in the virtual world. Uh, Ronnie and I are trying this one out via Zoom, so hopefully the Wi-Fi holds up on us. But uh, Ronnie and I are going to talk about uh, mentorship and sponsorship today. I think it's a you know, not only is it an important skill, um, but it's an important uh, thing to have in your career. And Ronnie's going to expand on that. So uh, as always, Ronnie, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited, Jake, you know, you know, barring the technical difficulties, this has been fun. And, you know, I can't wait to go into this new topic of mentorship and sponsorship, which, you know, I believe is the crux of growing uh, not just when, within sports business, but within any industry. I mean, you know, there are examples everywhere of how these partnerships um, and this kind of, you know, topic can completely change the, the trajectory of a young person's career. And, and we see it all the time. Yeah, we had, uh, you know, Claire Lessinger kind of talked about mentorship and sponsorship a bit in her episode um, in part of the, the USF series. And, you know, the, the interesting thing that stuck out to me was, there is a true difference between mentors and sponsors, right? And I think um, everyone just talks about mentorship, 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 but the sponsorship piece is crucial, right? Understanding that you can have advocates and sponsors that are truly looking out for you, um, even when you don't think it, think about it, right? Or, or you just don't know. Uh, can you kind of dive into your definitions of mentors and definition of sponsors and how they how they differ and, and how they are similar as well? Well, I mean, you know, when it comes to mentorship, um, you know, mentorship is, is the art of giving advice, right? Um, a mentor is someone, you know, you call up. Um, it's a big brother. It's someone within the industry uh, that may be a couple of jobs ahead of you. And uh, you reach out to them to get advice on whatever you're going through. It could be uh, uh, trying to solve a problem at work. Um, it could be career advice, but, you know, number one thing, that's advice. And so while that person might be good to talk to and you're, you're building a relationship actively with that person, you know, that's kind of a one-way street where they're giving you advice, you take the advice and you apply it uh, to whatever you're trying to do within your career um, or at your job. Now, sponsorship, sponsorship is a completely, you know, different and it's very symbiotic, um, I like to say, because a sponsor is someone who takes literally I mean, when I say literally, they take a huge interest in your career and they attach their brand to yours. Um, And within their success, they attach essentially their success to your success. And so a sponsor is sometimes someone within your own organization, be someone in your athletic department or your team um, who sees something within you um, and wants to build a relationship. And wherever you go, they go. Um, like, for example, when there's an opportunity for a stretch assignment at work, they're the first people to advocate uh, for you getting that opportunity to work on that, on that cool special project. Uh, when there's a promotion to be had within your organization or outside of another organization, they're the first person to call on your behalf and, and say, hey, I have a person for this job. Or if that job is working directly with them or under them, they're the first you know, person to call and say, I think that you have a great shot. I'd love for you. Uh, you know, to come work with me or work with us um, in this organization. And you kind of see that across the sports industry and there's numerous examples. And, and, you know, a lot of people have talked 
a lot about Martin Jarman, for example. And if you've followed any of his career arc, especially now that he's the, the athletic director at UCLA, one person he, he really talks about attributing his career success to is Gene Smith at Ohio State. Um, Martin was, was an assistant athletic director at Michigan State, and then he took a job as the associate AD for development at Ohio State. And over that eight-year period that he was there, um, Gene Smith had him take on so many different things. Um, and, and that's what a sponsor does. You know, within that time frame, Martin was able to ascend to, to be the sport administrator for football and men's basketball. He was able to become the deputy AD. Um, he oversaw the day-to-day -day operations of the department when Gene was gone. And that's a, a perfect example of that symbiotic relationship. And one thing that, that people don't think, it's not a one-sided thing. So it's not just a sponsor pouring all this energy into the person that they're trying to sponsor. It's also you, the person, the mentor, um, the protege, whatever you want to call it, also being there and, and basically providing a return on investment for that sponsor, putting all of that effort and energy into you. And so, you know, it's, it's a really cool relationship if you can find people um, that, that actively want to take that investment in your career and your future. Can you have a sponsor even if you don't work for that person? You know, you shared the example with Martin and Gene, right? Martin went and worked for Gene, but can you have a sponsor that, for example, someone like an Andy Dolich and myself, right? Where um, I work with Andy on the podcast or the book that we've done, but, um, you know, I never necessarily worked for him in an organization per se, right? Different, a little bit different time periods, but same, but similar example. Well, I think you definitely can, because I think, as everyone knows, the sports industry is very, very small. Um, so people are connected to different schools and teams by way of their career arc. So, you know, I, I like to say there's no six degrees of separation in sports. It's simply a one degree uh, of separation. And so you can have um, a mentor or a, a sponsor that's not working at your school or your organization, because it's as simple as them knowing what's going on within the job and career front and saying, hey, I have a buddy who works at X university or X team and we're really close and he called me about potential candidates for X job. Um, I mentioned your name and, and talked about how you could be a great asset for that organization um, and I think that you should apply, right? That's, that's one of the, the ways that a sponsor can work. Also, for example, they can help you out even at your current school. They might be at a separate school, but let's say there's, you're up for a promotion or there's another job opportunity they can provide a lot of information to your, to your current boss because they have a great relationship with you. Um, and also, when you're in that, when you are the protege or the person being sponsored, it's great to be full disclosure with, with, with your sponsor because at that point, they can tell the people and they know how to help you because you're actively telling them about the things going on within your career. You know, I think about, you, you mentioned the one degree of separation within the sports industry, but you know, we had uh, a gentleman, Jack Luce, on, on the podcast who came from outside the sports industry and is now working at the Aspire Group. And he was, you know, on the consulting side of things. And I would have to imagine that even though he's in the sports industry, he still has sponsors that are outside of the sports industry. And that can also be beneficial, too, right, based on, um, again, how people are connected and just the areas in which it can benefit you from an educational and growth perspective. Um, are there examples that you can think of where people are outside of your industry, but can still be a sponsor for you? Well, in, in terms of specific examples, I mean, I, I can't necessarily give you one 
um, in, in that effect. But sometimes I've heard a lot of people who are mentors and sponsors within the space say it's almost good to get a sponsor or a mentor outside of the industry uh, because number one, there's no competition between the two for jobs, but also they bring a different perspective. Um, and, you know, if you look at the sports industry, sometimes you can get siloed into certain roles or certain experiences, but sometimes the best things for you to do is to go reach out to that Fortune 500 senior leader. Um, they might have a different take on certain things, but also they're completely unbiased uh, because they can see things, you know, maybe a little bit, they can separate stuff because they're not in the industry. Um, and, you know, sometimes that's very, very good as well. And I think it is, especially now, I mean, as, as sports business becomes more corporate-like, as the revenues go up, you know, I think it's good to have a mentor or a sponsor outside of the industry as well. I think you can have both. You know, one that can give you a perspective that's a, a separate perspective from someone who's not within it, then also someone who can give you a perspective um, who's within sport, the sports industry. So I think it's good to get, you know, as much feedback as possible. Yeah. And I mean, even you mentioned the corporate side of things, even if it's just a brand, right. And maybe a brand that's spending in sports, you know, pick the brain of a CMO of, of a, a big company that's spending in sports, because again, they're the one that's buying, right. They have a reason to be involved and they see it from a different lens. They're investing in a property or a team or a league or whatever it might be. Um, you know, and ultimately that person might be able to lead you to some different contacts that, help you in your business, right? If you're in business development and you have a sponsor that's outside of sports, but in the brand space, that can probably help you tenfold in terms of getting um, an understanding of how to better approach uh, those brands, right? And so when you think about not only just, look, a lot of people think about mentors and sponsors in terms of, okay, what's, what's my next job? right? How, who do I need to talk to, 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 or what part of the country and who do I need to connect with in order to get that next job? It's not, not about the job. It's about what, how you can grow and, and where you can learn. Um, and, and ultimately that job will come right at some point. And as Pat likes to say, the job will come to you, but you know, when, when you think about the ability to grow, right? That was like one of the first things you mentioned at the beginning of this episode is growth. So how do you utilize and think about sponsors and mentors in the sense of your growth? Uh, and, and what, you know, I hate to call it a strategy because strategy is an overused word nowadays, but, but what's the strategy in terms of setting yourself up with good people around you to help you grow? Well, number one, I think the strategy for growth is just straight information transfer. You know, one thing that a sponsor has that, that typically a younger person doesn't, um, is information, they have experience. Um, they can provide you a window into uh, whatever opportunity you're looking at or just your day-to-day your -day work. And they can say, hey, this is what you need to do, this is what you need to avoid. Um, you know, if you're looking to do X, this is what I've done and here's some suggestions, right? So I think the biggest currency that's exchanged within a sponsor type relationship is information. And, you know, when you, when you look at it, and, I like to tell, you know, I'm a young professional myself and I'm always on the constant lookout to grow within my career. But when you're looking for a sponsor, I think it first starts with your own individual job performance. Like people like to attach themselves to, to those that are very, very successful. And so the number one way to, to, you know, I think attract a sponsor is to perform well in your current role, 
right? Because it might be a senior leader within your own organization. It might be from you know, a different team in your or school in your conference that sees the work that you're doing and then talks to you at a game or at NACTA or some sort of networking function and you forge a relationship. But the number one thing is you want to be able to be the best in your role because that attracts the, the people, the leaders to invest in you. Um, and, and that's a huge thing. You know, second, you know, as that sponsor or, you know, the protege within that sponsor relationship, you have to provide that value back to your sponsor, right? That means taking the time to call them when they have their successes, taking the time to build that relationship. It's not a one-sided thing, right? Especially when someone wants to attach their brand to yours. You've got to provide that, type, that same type of energy back in order for the relationship to work. And I think that's what's most important. But number one, the currency that comes from a sponsor relationship is information. Because the way you grow in your career is getting the right information and understanding how to utilize that in a timely manner to your own career so you can grow and be successful in your current role, which will ultimately lead uh, to promotions and other leadership opportunities. When you're starting out on that journey and you think about the career paths that, that people take, right? You might have a sponsor mentor that helps you in one aspect. You understand that maybe they're, they're perfect for those, you know, five years, but then maybe you take a complete right turn or left turn and you go a different direction and you realize you need a different sponsor, right? Or a different, different mentor in a different space because you're doing something different. How do you then, A, communicate that to that sponsor uh, and B, how do you then go about finding a new one because it's not as easy as uh, we say it is? Well, number one, I think you can have more than one sponsor, right? Um, I don't think it's subject to just one person. Um, I think it's something that you can have multiple people who play the role of a sponsor within your career. And once again, if you're flourishing um, as a professional and you're, you're killing it in your current role, you'll naturally attract, you know, numerous sponsors who want to have a vested, you know, part in your career growth. So I don't think you could ever just say, oh, it's just one. But as you transition, right, you have a sponsor, let's say you're working in business development or fundraising and development, and then all of a sudden you make a, a switch into a different role. I think you can still utilize that sponsor for some of the wisdom that they've given you, but you just say like, hey, like I'm, I'm pivoting, you know, I'm also going to be reaching out to some other people um, as I try to grow within this space. And you just continue building both relationships. It's, not, it's something that doesn't just stop. I think it evolves and only grows. Because as you know, within any industry, you never know where you're going to be. So you never want to burn a bridge. So I think that you just continue growing those relationships, um, you know, even if you are going to pivot to a different side of the industry. Um, but once again, it all comes down to that networking factor we all talk about within college athletics and professional sports, right? Um, you have to be genuine um, when you are reaching out to people about, uh, you know, what you're trying to accomplish when you're trying to build relationships. But the thing is, if you're a power networker and you're genuine in, in your intent, you can really build multiple relationships. So, you know, I don't think you ever end a relationship with a sponsor. I think it only evolves. And when you're looking to pivot, it's the same type of networking that applies. Number one, you, you want to be a high performer in your current role. Number two, you just are always looking for information. Once again, if you reach out to that new sponsor, you're saying, hey, I'm looking to learn. Like, how can we build this relationship and from a learning space um, so we can continue to grow together? 
Yeah, no, that's a great point. And, and I think and it's something I heard the other day, but a lot of people really focus on that as they, you know, get out of grad school, they're in their first job or two, and then they get into a role, they've been at the organization for five years or whatever it might be, and they kind of get comfortable. And then they look, you know, they look back and they're like, wow, I stopped building my network for the last three years because I just was focused on my job. To your point, right, you got to do really, really good at and really, really well at what you do, but you still can't take your eye off of the growth piece uh, just because you're farther along in your career. What are some, you know, ways to overcome that obstacle of, of getting stuck in that rut and looking back three years later going, oh crap, I, I should have done more or uh, thinking that, you know, ultimately, there there's a bigger need for it or maybe i just maybe i haven't started yet right maybe they're maybe you're listening to this episode and you're going man i haven't even started looking for a sponsor i probably should start now well i, I think you know the biggest thing is um a lot of people there's there's a strategy to everything that you do you know within your career right just like when you're working your current role you have a strategy to accomplish the goals of the team and the organization as from a personal side you have to have almost like a personal development plan to help you grow within your career. And then one thing that I've noticed just, you know, growing up around the sports industry, no one has gotten somewhere by themselves. This is truly a relational industry. Someone has to hire you. Someone has to recommend you for a role. And then, you know, all those things have to happen for you to get where you want to go. And so one of the best things that I've ever heard was, you know, you have a story, right? you need to get out and tell that story to as many people as possible. And when I was looking to break into the industry and I was networking, you know, that's what I did. I said, how many people can I try to, to get in front of to tell my story so they know about me and what I want to accomplish so I can get an opportunity in the field that I wanted to get into. And Jake, you remember it. I was working at, at, at Major League Baseball. I had a passion for fundraising and development. I had to go out and reach out to a lot of people and tell my story. And they could take my story to the people they knew and they could sell that story when other jobs came open. Um, and that's initially what you got to do. You can't be afraid of, um, you know, I guess rejection in that sense, because everyone's busy in this industry. You send a lot of cold emails, but you can always start. And I think the best place to start is at your current organization, the people that know you the most, right? There are great people at so many schools, so many teams, you know, reach out to somebody who maybe was, a supervisor and say, hey, I'd love to sit down and have a conversation with you. You know, I'm looking to grow within this industry and I'm looking for sponsors um, and I'm looking for a mentor. Um, I'd love to sit down and learn more about your experience. And also I'd love to get some honest feedback about where you think I am in my career. Yeah, I think that honest feedback piece is huge, right? Because you may not necessarily get it from your direct boss. Um, some do, some don't, right? But I think being able to get the unbiased, uh, you know, critical feedback, I think is huge, just in the way in which you can improve as a person um, and, and be able to not only like, yeah, getting the feedback is one thing, doing something with it is another, but also just working on the skill of being able to take the feedback and do something with it is, is a whole another skill as well. Exactly. And, and Hey Jake, you know, just thinking about, just the climate today, there's a lot going on with diversity and inclusion. And, you know, we we're all talking about how can we diversify the sports industry and, and, and how can we get more diversity in the leadership roles? 
you know, one thing that, that I've noticed and, and, you know, I've had the opportunity to sit on panels across the sports industry around the, the DE and I space. And, you know, I think it's very, very important for, you know, minorities and women, as you look to grow as you have in, within this industry, finding sponsors is almost vital um, for your career development. And the reason why I say that is typically, if you're a first generation student, a minority or a woman, and you don't have ties to, to, to people within the industry, the hardest thing is getting the correct information when you're trying to break in and also getting the correct information once you're in the industry so you can grow. Um, and, you know, if you're a, a minority like myself or a woman listening to this podcast, you know, I, I would just tell you the best thing you can do is, is to go find an advocate, a sponsor to help you grow um, because that's the key. The information is the key. And Jake, you've heard me say before, I believe diversity and inclusion um, is not about, not just about trying to increase the numbers of representation uh, with it, whether it be in sports leadership, higher education, or whatever industry. I believe this is an education initiative where if we get people just sharing what they know and, and becoming sponsors and mentors uh, for those who don't look like them, we can increase that representation by creating a pipeline of people who have the correct information and the correct sponsors that can help them grow. You don't know what you don't know. And I think sometimes we, you know, a lot of people take that for granted, right? In the sense of who they might know that have, that have told them or, or somehow, you know, maybe an internship or something that they got where they learned a bunch of the information, but you hear it all the time on this podcast and through people's stories that, you know, they never knew about X opportunity that they have now, or they never knew that such part of the industry existed, right? And we've all been there at one point or another, some people sooner than others, some people, you know, figure it out a little bit sooner than others as well. Um, but at any point in time, whether you're, you know, 18, 22, 30, or 40, people are still trying to break into the industry at any age, uh, regardless of, of where they're from, uh, you know, what their background and experience is and, or, or what their perspectives are. So I think you make a great point in that as we wrap up the episode, any, any last piece uh, of advice uh, or insights on kind of the, the DE&I world and, and um, everything that's going on? Well, I mean, I think in terms of insights, uh, I think this once again, this is not just for diverse individuals, but if you have a goal, right, to, to be an athletic director, to be a team president, Remember, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. As you're looking for sponsors and mentors, find those who have, who have done the jobs that you aspire to be in and then reach out to those people because they have a roadmap um, that can help you grow into the, to the job or the role you want to get into. I mean, I think a lot of people think, oh, I, I need to be creative and kind of chart my own path. I, I just think there's a lot of people that, that have done what you want to do. Um, so reach out to those and build genuine relationships. But once again, it starts with your performance in your current role. In order to grow, you have to be a high performer and master where you're at. But you know, beyond that, if you do what you're supposed to do and you build relationships with those who are in roles that you aspire to be in, you'll naturally get a roadmap and you'll naturally find a sponsor um, that will be willing to advocate for you and help you grow within this industry. Well, you about said it, so uh, I got nothing else to add. Ronnie, really appreciate you taking the time to uh, participate in mentorship and sponsorship episode four of your mini series here and uh, certainly look forward to the next conversation.